0: This is the MDRT Podcast.
1: What technology keeps your team on track? What do you do if a person or the staff overall
0: isn't hitting their goals? During a Zoom conversation in March, 2022. Adam Rex, Virginia Beach, Virginia, USA. Aaron Kane, Melbourne, Australia.
1: Discussed how they know if something is or isn't working and what they do about it. I guess for us here, what we do in our practice is we give a lot of control to our team really around their process. So we we have a pretty robust process. So we use a system called Monday.com. It's a tech system where we have a lot of like dashboards and production boards and everything built in there for new advice. We do everything from training manuals and everything in there as well. So pretty much all our processes are broken down into boards on this system called Monday.com. And what we tend to do is just try and go, look, how do we be more efficient? How do we get more growth in our business? And that's actually a theme for our company for this year. So we always sit down at the start of the year and go, let's work out a theme for the 12 months ahead. And we came up as a team efficiency and growth. So how can the team be more efficient to drive more growth? That's our key concept for this year. So a lot of it is we're giving our team mini projects to do or getting them to come up with projects on how can they make themselves more efficient. And a lot of that does come down to the marketing and the process aspect behind it. So every kind of month or two, our teams are getting together in the office and sitting down and going, look, how do we get that 1% gain or a little bit better with this system? How do we make it more efficient? How do we uh, give more value to the client? And it's just about those little wins to really just reassess where we're at and just try and get it that next bit better and better each time. And those little things might not mean a lot, but when you add up five or six or 10 of them through the year, it can be quite substantial to, I guess, our process and our marketing and how we do business. So that's probably a big thing for us in our business and, and shows a lot of our culture because um, it allows the team to have a bit of, bit of say rather than just me as the owner, telling them do this, do that. This is how I want it done. It's actually giving it back to them. So when they own the process, actually do spend a lot of time and wanting to better it and um, better themselves as well at the same time.
0: Yeah, Aaron, I think that's a great point. And as we get started, I just wanted to say, I'm not positive that my wife would ever listen to a podcast of mine, but I do have to say with an Australian accent, there is 0% chance she's not going to. (laughs) So you're killing it and killing me with my American accent. So I might try to pull off some British here in a little while. Please don't. Um, Please no, don't. I, I love what Aaron said. <laughs> and I agree a hundred percent. Ownership is a theme that we actually implemented actually right before COVID. And so we kind of dragged that out. So we have an office manager. And one of the things that we have really pushed is the idea of, Hey, you own the marketing process. You own the review process. You own all of these areas and our job is to help guide and direct, but not to overstep our bounds. And there's the idea that sometimes since you're the owner, that you're going to put somebody into their lane. What we basically said is, hey, we want your ideas. And if you're way off track, we might give some corrective guidance, but just allowing the team. So we don't use Monday. I've heard of that. I've heard it's a great system. We use just our CRM system that kind of runs everything for us, which is Redtail, and we have workflow processes that we all built as a team. And once a quarter, we get together in the conference room and we whiteboard them out and say, Hey, is this still how we want to be doing it? And everybody gets a voice and says, So our paraplanner can say, Hey, this isn't working. You know, it's supposed to be that Catherine calls and then I follow up, but that never works. And so we're willing to dissect the entire process and kind of start all over again. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, definitely, I think, coming
1: back together as a team and then looking at from start to finish and usually find we try and do that as well, at least a few times religiously a year and you find that, hey, why are we doing these three or four or five steps in this process now? We actually bypass them now and we, we get it done the same way, more efficient and we're and more delivering more value. So yeah, it's a good way to just go, why are we still doing the old normal because world's changed and what we do is different.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's perfectly stated. And it's going to keep changing, right? And we're foolish to ever assume that whatever system we have in place today is going to be the most efficient system. I mean, golly, what's happened just with COVID and working from home and doing Zoom meetings. So we've had to totally restructure our client review system from, from ground up over the last two years. And we've done it multiple times. And we try to keep yes. saying, we're willing to keep doing it until we get it right. Can
1: you give an example of something that changed thanks to one of those meetings?
0: So early on in COVID, let's go back to first quarter of 2020. We had the office manager in the office and most of the rest of us were working from home. So we lost the opportunity to sit in front of each other, even in our own office, and to whiteboard things. So we literally pulled up the whiteboard in the Zoom application And Catherine, our office manager, imported our process for client reviews that we had in in Redtail. And we just started pulling the pieces out saying, okay, this is no longer going to work, right? And Nikki, our receptionist, would make a phone call and then would give the client three different options of dates. And one of the things that was happening was that my partner and I were overbooking ourselves or or overstepping our calendars because we weren't used to looking at each other's calendars. So I guess the best example was that Catherine said, hey, we're restarting this entire process from ground zero. We need to have a better shared calendar solution. So we switch over to Calendly so that my partner could see my calendar, I could see his, the staff was able to keep up to date with our calendars. And we basically said, all right, and I don't know if you want this type of detail, but hey, for this client meeting, I start the process off, I say, I want you to reach out to the Smiths. And for this client, I'm going to need at least an hour in front of them. So that means I need you all to schedule a 30 minute case prep meeting for myself to get everything ready. Then I need 15 minutes before the meeting to make sure all my technology is good. I need 30 minutes after the meeting to get all the notes. And then we created a shared document strategy, which during the meeting I'm taking notes and we identify the tasks that the staff need to take away from that meeting. And I have different parlance that we use that says, hey, this goes to the paraplanner. Hey, this goes to my office manager. And they literally, they grab it as I'm doing it and it all gets noted, documented, and then the tasks go get implemented. And then it comes back to me if it needs to. Very cool. We're similar, I guess, in that sense with, you know, the tech
1: you're using currently in that we do as well. I think another part of that question you know, how did team get areas of improvement and buy-in? So one big thing for us is we get them to set their own reward and recognition framework each year. So our team actually, we have a thing called My Success Factors. So it's about not me as a business owner of mine, it's about them, the staff, their success factors. And there's five key success factors that we say to them that we need them to actually come up with. So number one is about activity. So we say to them, look, what's the most significant part of your ta- task in your role that's associated with to ensure that you've got success? Um, the second one's conversion. So what's the most important outcome associated with an activity to give you the most success in your job? Then quality. So what aspects of your role requires the greatest quality output that will ensure success? Then there's professional development. So what's the reasonable amount of, and type of development that they should be doing themselves to grow in their role and get success. And the last one's around teamwork and how do they engage and interact with each other in the team to ensure success. So every year we get the team to actually come up with their own five success factors based on activity, conversion, quality, professional development, and teamwork. And like Adam said before, we kind of, they'll come up with their ideas, but we'll kind of steer them to where we think they should land. But in the end, it's theirs. So the idea around this is they've got an individual bonus attached to these things. And whatever those five success factors are, we monitor them every month and make sure they've achieved them. So they'll actually put time frames around these success factors. Say, so, look, I've got to get this activity done within one day as soon as it gets to me to be successful. I've got to get convert this file from here to here in two days once it comes to me. I've got to make sure I don't have a mistake on the advice document for quality. I've got to do a certain amount of reading each month to pull my knowledge up or do some professional development strategy sessions with other people and, and I've got to engage in our team agreement with our teams and something. So something along those lines. And what we find is that the team have that. They've built their own performance framework for the year that's linked to a bonus at the end of the year as well, monetary. So we really find that they are stepping up all those processes. So because they have built this success factor for themselves and they know if they achieve them, they're going to get a bonus at the end of the year. So it's really encouraging them to actually relook at all these success factors, these processes they're involved in and actually streamline and make them better.
0: Aaron, but are you the one who then kind of evaluates those key success areas? And do you do that just once a year or how do you handle yes. that?
1: Great question, Adam. So it's usually our operations management. She is on maternity leave with her first bub. So I've taken that role back over in, in, this, in the interim. So this year, I've got a bit more on my plate. But the idea is it's a monthly check-in because we track them monthly. And then at the end of each quarter, they can either pass or fail the quarter. And then we obviously at the end of the year as well. So it's really done every month. And the idea around it is to win their bonus or reward at the end of the year, they have to get all five of those success factors completed in the month and done with quality and actually done correctly Mm -hmm. to pass the month but then i allow them to fail one month in one quarter and they can still pass the quarter and they can fail one quarter for the year and that's it so i give them a little leeway and a bite of the cherry here and there to actually i'm not too strict on it but it, they have to perform pretty well to obviously get it done throughout the year so if they slip up one month or one quarter they can get away with it but obviously that's going to drive them to be more efficient so and then yeah there's a discussion around how that works at the end of the year and when they're paid on it but I usually set a target or uh, I guess a bonus pool at the start of the year. And then it's a potential for all the team members to actually participate in that.
0: That's great. I'm learning on this as well. We implemented something similar. We called them KPI, Key Performance Indicators. And we only had four. And I don't remember off the top of my head. We have recently zoomed the lens out a little bit and don't want to... Mm -hmm probably the third time I've brought up COVID in this conversation, but it's, I don't want to blame COVID for everything, but we found that it was harder for us to do that level of management, which is more of a a criticism on myself than anything else. But what we basically said is, hey, uh, assets under management is a, a pretty significant portion of our business. And we pulled the covers back and we said, hey, here's our numbers. Here's where we are Here's where we want to be by, you know, every 12 months, we have these markers that we're trying to hit. For example, you know, we say that we want to have at least a 5% growth in assets under management is our bare minimum, even if the market's down. And so then we incentivized our people by saying, hey, for every multiple over 5%, in other words, if you if we can drive to 10 or higher, we give them a portion of the profit share on yeah. that growth. So I, I like your approach though. You probably have a better grasp on what's happening day to day. Yeah, look, that's the day-to-day stuff on the
1: individual. But like you, we also have a business metric as well. So our bonus pool is, is based on two things. So 30% potential for the staff is on their five success factors, their individual performance, and the other 70% is driven by business performance. Okay, and yeah, okay. you, we use something similar. We use just the EBIT of those. So obviously our profit after tax and for interest and, and so forth. So yeah, we use EBIT model. So We determine at the start of the year, all right, this is what our EBIT, we want the EBIT to be, be for the year. What do we need to get it to? And then same thing then if we achieve that, and if we achieve between zero and 5% above, they get say half of that, portion of the bonus. If it's between 5 and uh, 10 or 5 and 9.99, they get 75% over 10% above that even market like a stretch target, then they get the full amount of that bonus. So very similar to you. So we, we have the two, there's, yeah, so business performance related, but individual performance. So I think it was important for us to reward people, even if the business doesn't go how we want for the year, because there's outside things that they can't control. We still wanted to reward the staff and say well look you killed it this year you actually did the things you're going to do you improved this process we can now see clients a lot quicker we can now have got capacity to have more meetings and get advice put through the pipeline a lot faster because mm. of those improvements you've done so we want to reward you on that so there we've got those two metrics i guess individual and then business that's great That's the end of this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify at MDRT Podcast. Thanks for listening, and see you next time!